Hey, it's the SIF Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. We are kicking off our preseason coverage, breaking down uh, divisions. This week we talked NFC North, AFC North, and we also talked about uh, the first ever toilet uh, flushing on film in American cinema. So I hope you enjoy that in addition to all the other things we talked about. Welcome to the SIFT Podcast, Save It for the Football Podcast, uh, one of the only podcasts that sounds like you're listening to a drive through uh, while you're listening to uh, actual football an- analysis. Uh, but before we do anything, I, I want to uh, welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? Uh, pretty good now that we're getting this rust knocked off off of us. It is the preseason, even for um, for the sifters out there. We're... Um, getting back into the groove of things. The Hall of Fame game was last night, and as I like to call it, fake football has begun, and that only means that we were only weeks away from real football to start. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I, uh, we had a sudden uh, rainstorm here uh, where I am, and um, uh, it's one of those things I was planning to just uh, be out in the garage, and uh, then the rain started coming in, so I had move a bunch of things around it happens here in florida but um yeah things are good um the the humidity is actually down when the rain when the rain comes in florida in the afternoon uh ironically the humidity actually somehow goes down when it's raining all right so uh before we do anything else i have a random fact for you so um the the uh first time in, in movie history when a uh, a toilet was flushed on screen um happened in this movie um i'm going to give you a couple of clues if you can't guess it so um apropos of nothing uh the, the first time ever in film in movies when uh when was uh a toilet flushed on screen do you have any ideas I'm trying to think. Let's see. This is probably going to be sometime in the 70s, I would guess. You're close, and I'll give you a hint. It was uh, uh, 1960 was the, the year the film uh, came out when the first time we saw an actual toilet flushed on screen. Well, I've got a random fact for you of TV firsts, if I may. Sure. Do you know who the first couple to be seen in bed together on TV was? Was that, uh, let's see, uh, Homer and Mark Simpson? That is incorrect. Close. Similar ballpark. It was Fred and Betty Flintstone. Uh, or I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, Wilma Flintstone. Right, wait, wait, <laughs> I was going to say Fred and Betty. Boy. Boy, that may be a whole other podcast. That was a scandalous, uh, Fred wow. and Betty. Yeah. All right, all right, but no, but I we, we still gotta do my random fact. I, I said it was 1960. It was a film. It was the first time on film, at least in the United States, where uh, some uh, uh, a toilet was flushed on screen. I'm gonna give you a couple more hints. There's a very famous uh, restroom scene, bathroom scene. Uh, from 1960, 
Um, that's my other hint. So it's 1960, a famous uh, bathroom era scene. And if you don't get this one, I'll, uh, I'll give you another hint. I, I have no guess. All right. Alfred Hitchcock. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Completely hijacked your segment. I think it's um, and your random fact, which is always known of the mayor to do such things. Uh, I say we move on to a little bit of football talk. <laughs> well, let's just finish this up. We are going to talk football. There's a lot to talk about, but uh, wait, I'm gonna... I, I'm, I'm sorry, my inter- hijacking your segment again. No, that's fine. Um, I was going to give you the answer. Oh, I well duly noted. Go ahead. All right, 1960 Alfred Hitchcock movie where the audiences for the first time saw on screen a toilet flushing. This was the movie Psycho. Um, That would make sense. Yeah, a famous shower scene, not a famous toilet scene, but that was the first time in American cinema that anybody had seen a toilet flush. Um, So anyway, all right, let's move on. Uh, Speaking of toilet flushes, we did have the Hall of Fame game. Uh, last night, uh, we we watched this game. Uh, I, you might have watched more of it than I did. I'm not sure. Uh, do you have any thoughts? The the NFL season really started. There were actual NFL players on the field in in full uniform, full pads last night. Do you have any thoughts on the Hall of Fame game? No, it's it's just a, a game to get people ready for the season. Yeah, and we didn't see a lot of players that are going to be playing in the NFL, although. Uh, the offensive line, defensive line players did play quite a bit uh, in the first uh, couple of um, drives. Um, you know, you know, it is what it is. But it means the NFL season has actually started uh, because there's real players, uh, re- you know, dressing up in, in full pads and full uh, uniforms and going out on the field and it's being televised. And we have, um, you know, real announcers announcing the game and all that. So, uh, it does feel like uh, the season has started. Um, so we are going to talk about the AFC North and the NFC North. Um, I have a little – I'm not going to steal your thunder here, but I do have a little bit of a sift – not a surprise, but a, maybe a sift twist. I'm going to call it a sift twist. Um, we'll see uh, – we'll talk about the NFC North first. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Packers. Um, do you have any thoughts uh, on the Packers? Uh, win total and um, how you think the Packers are going to do this season? So it's um, you, you know we we kind of know what this team is. Um, my question is pop quiz for you: oh, Who good. is who is Green Bay's starting quarterback? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is their starting quarterback. Okay, because I wrote a couple of these um, segments for depending on who the quarterback was when we actually did our show. So I just need to know which um, which Green Bay team is going to show up this season. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did lock him up through the next season, basically. Um, they met some of his demands, apparently, and they promised to look back at uh, reevaluate the team after the season and all that, so... Uh, I think they've, they've they've locked up Aaron Rodgers through this next season. So uh, Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback. So it, with all that said, uh, what do you think they, the Packers will do this season? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I I think Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks out there, and I see this team probably getting to about a twelve and five on the uh, on the season. That is exactly what I had. I have them at twelve and five as well. Uh, so this is a little bit of the uh, the fifth twist. So again, I'm not stealing your bit. Uh, I'm not doing a fifth surprise, but we're going to talk about the win totals in Las Vegas. So what is Vegas saying uh, these teams, uh, the over-under is? So we both had 12-5 and five for the Packers. What do you think the over-under is uh, with Vegas as, in terms of uh, wins for the Packers? Knowing that it's Vegas, I would probably say 11 and a half. Not bad. It's 10, though. That's... Um, I feel like that's low, but it, it is 10. So I don't know. Does that, does that tell you? I, I mean, this is very current. I looked it up last night. So um, they, this is after the Rodgers news about, you know, him being there for sure uh, and starting the season and all that. Um, but they have them at 10 wins as the over-under. Uh, we both like uh, 12 and 5, so I guess we both like the over there. Yeah, it sounds that way. Absolutely. And I like your little twist. Uh, But before we move on, I guess we we should talk about um, the teams that are playing outside of uh, the NFC West and the AFC North. Those are the two teams they're going to be playing. uh, Or the two divisions, sorry, that they're going to be playing. And then they're also playing the Washington football team. And they're playing the Chiefs. There's a bad draw uh, for them uh, to be playing the Chiefs uh, in the in, you know, out of outside of the the, uh, the two divisions, they're they're having to face the NFC West and the NFC North. This is no picnic for this division. The NFC North having to face the NFC West and the AFC North, and then also to have the Chiefs put on your schedule as well. Uh, not not great for the Packers. Yeah, that's um that that might be where Vegas is looking at their ten win total, but uh, I think you can't count out Aaron Rodgers and. I think he's going to find a way to, like we said, like we discussed, he's going to find a way to get wins this season for sure. And the other team I didn't mention, uh, they're playing the New Orleans Saints in week one. Um, so that's the other team outside of the two divisions they're playing and their own division. Right. Yeah. Those, that should be an excellent kickoff football game. Absolutely. All right. You ready to move on? We, 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 we can talk about the Vikings. Okay. Uh, the Vikings, uh, they play Carolina, Dallas, and the Chargers. That's outside of their normal division playoff or uh, division, uh, and then also uh, the NFC West and the AFC North team. So they're playing Carolina, Dallas, and the Chargers. That's not the worst draw. I feel like the Chargers um, and uh, the Panthers and Dallas, uh, you know, Probably somewhere in the middle of the pack in terms of teams. Carolina might be on the, the lesser half of teams. So, what do you think about the Vikings this year? Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer, seven to nine last season, losing five games at home. That's, you know, you definitely don't want that. Um, you know, you got to win your home football games. It's very important in the NFL. Uh, it just seems like this team's about to transition into something. 
Justin Jefferson had a pretty good breakout season last year. Kirk Cousins solid. You know, he's not an elite level quarterback, but he's definitely getting this team, you know, a lot of um, victories. Um, you know, uh, they, um, I'm sorry, Kellen Mod and Jake Browning are their ba- backup quarterbacks. So it seems that the Vikings may be shopping around for a veteran quarterback to come in back up Kirk Cousins just in case something happens, even maybe give him a little bit of, you know, a little bit of motivation. I see the Vikings going about nine and eight this season. All right. Very good. I have them at seven and 10. I'm a little lower on them. Um, uh, you know, that, that really depends on, you know, do they beat Dallas? Do they beat the chargers? That kind of thing. Um, what do you think their uh, over under win total is in Vegas? Yeah, let's see. Let's play this game here. They've got a couple tough ones on the schedule. The NFC West isn't going to be a picnic for them. I would say seven and a half wins. A, a little low. Your your nine and eight was actually spot on. They uh, oh. the Vegas total is nine, so they are pretty much right where you are on the Vikings. Well, I should be an expert. You're 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 way better at this than I am. Uh, we're gonna find that out, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the Bears. Um, the Bears uh, they play the Las Vegas Raiders, they play the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they play the Giants. Um, outside Hold on. of their, di- we we should probably give the Buccaneers their due justice. The Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and they play the uh, the soon to be Super Bowl champion New York Giants um, as well. Uh, but no, so their their teams they play are the Raiders, the Bucks, and the Giants. Outside of uh, you know their division plus the NFC West and AFC North, uh, Bucks, Raiders, Giants actually not that bad. Uh, it's not great. I mean, it's not a. Uh, you know, the Bucks are going to be good, returning all their starters and all that. But, um, you know, the Giants are a little bit of a project still, and I, I don't think that John Gruden quite has the Raiders where they want to, to be. So what do you think about the Bears' uh, uh, record this year? Well, that is the Super Bowl-winning Chicago Bears of 1985. Yeah. However, Matt Nagy is 28-20 and 20 as a head coach. Um, he's looking to write a new chapter in Chicago with Justin Fields, you know, definitely the future. Uh, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton are already on this talented roster. Um, I, you know, rumors are Nick Foles is going to be on the move. So I think the only unlikely place he would be is in Minnesota, um, backing up uh, one t- team in the division. Um, this this is a pretty difficult schedule, and I think this is the first time Matt Nagy is going to have a lo- losing record as a head coach, and I see them going eight and nine. Wow, I have them at three and fourteen. Um, wow. so you you might be closer to, <laughs> to right than I am, but I I have them doing very poorly. Um, I have this huge stretch. Listen to this. So I mean, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. I, at Las Vegas, I feel like the Bears probably aren't walking in there in week five and beating the Las Vegas Raiders, so I have them losing. But listen to this. Then they play Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, 
and then they have Detroit, Arizona, and then Green Bay again. And I have them going on a, a bad losing streak um, through that run in the kind of middle of the season. Um, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. And by the way, that's at Pittsburgh, at Tampa Bay, um, and and then at Green Bay to end that kind of run. So I, I, I just thought that's the reason why I have them winning so few games is I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a struggle for that Bears team to win uh, those games in the middle. Uh, what do you think Vegas what, what did you What did you call the record? I said 3-14. and 14. Thank you. I'm just writing yours down as I am, as we go along as well. Uh, so what do you think Vegas has them at? I would say six and a half wins. Pretty close there. Seven and a half over and picked, under. And I picked eight. Yeah. So I, do should you, go with uh, my, I should go with my own instinct when picking, when picking these um, Vegas odds. Yeah, I know. I told you that before. You're you're way better at this than I am. Uh, but yeah, so the Vegas has them seven and a half. Uh, would you like the under or the over there? I know you have them at eight, but uh, if you had to pick, do you, do you like the over or the under? Uh, I think they're. You know, I think with the talent they have, they're going to win just enough football games. That is a brutal schedule in the middle, but I I think they can either beat. But, Pittsburgh or Baltimore in that rush. I think, you know, Detroit, they can obviously take them down both times if they played them. Um, Cincinnati's, you know, kind of some low-hanging fruit. The Giants are low-hanging fruit. I think they can get, you know, five or six wins pretty easy, seven and a half. I'll take that over for the season if I had to. All right. Last team in the NFC North uh, is the Lions. So the Detroit Lions, um, you know, new head coach, new quarterback, a lot of changes, wide receivers left, um, a lot of young players on that team. Uh, what do you think about the Detroit Lions? Yeah, like you said, uh, Dan Campbell in his first season as the coach and Brad Holmes as GM, you know, they have their work cut out for them. They, they don't have Matt Stafford, but they have Jared Goff. Um, they're definitely the new look Lions. This team's already behind the eight ball. It's not even week one, and, you know, it's definitely going to be a development year, and they're going to have to definitely get better. Um, it's been a long time since Campbell's but was in a Super Bowl back in thir- Super Bowl 35 when he was with the New York Giants. Uh, Dan Campbell's soup will definitely be condensed to a 5-12 and 12 season. All right, 5-12. and 12. I have 5-12 and 12 also. So um, we have very similar totals. We have the exact same on. Green Bay and the Lions. Um, if you had to guess what uh, Las Vegas says um, in terms of uh, gambling on the over/under uh, for the Lions this year, what do you think they're at? Well, I'm going to go with five wins. They are four and a half, and I guess so. Would you go over? Yes. I mean, you have to go over four and a half is. I mean, if you're going to gamble that one, you got to go over that one. But, uh, yeah, so 5-12, and 12, we had them both 5-12. Uh, and 12, uh, But uh, it's it's going to be a rough season. There, I mean, there's there's no way the Lions are just a surprise great team, right? No chance. <laughs> because there are going to be a couple of those surprise teams, uh, especially, like, first half of the season, you know, win way more than they should. 
I don't think the Lions is one of those teams this year. But um, do you have anything else on the uh, – oh. Yes, I have a SIF surprise. All right, So here we go. A, a slight SIF surprise. All right. If there is such a thing. So um, there's a lot of spat going on with uh, Calvin Johnson and the Detroit Lions. And rumors right now are that he isn't even going to mention the Detroit Lions in his rightfully so Hall of Fame career speech that he's going to give on Sunday night when they introduce him into Canton. But I, I would in, encourage all of our sifters to check out a, a, an article written by Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press who wrote an article today kind of encompassing the whole situation and, you know, I, I want to say the lows that the Lions went to and how they mistreated Calvin Johnson from beginning to end. And, you know, I am going to use him also as my smoke alarm this week. Read right, that article. I, I would encourage that also. I will. I have not read that article, so I will be doing that. Um, I did want to bring this up since, like, it's going to be talked about all weekend on sports radio and TV. Um, the Calvin Johnson rule which basically is um, a, a receiver in the end zone has to catch the ball, go all the way to, to the ground, and still be possessing the ball while on the ground. Um, the Calvin Johnson rule is, is a separate issue from that catch, uh, the infamous Calvin Johnson uh, incompletion in the end zone. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts. I think I know what your thoughts are on the rule, but I, I, I want to get your thoughts on the rule, but also that catch since uh, Calvin Johnson, Hall of Famer, came up. So the only problem with technology being as good as it is, is you can get down to a micro, a microsecond and see what truly happened. And, you know, to some point, the, the, the intention of a catch isn't meant like that. And, you know, may, maybe the NFL needs a better system. Maybe that they need to keep working on this. What's a catch rule. Um, I, I think at this point it's been ruled on what the referees had decided. Uh, I do think he probably got robbed, but that's just kind of, you know, the nature of the nature of the game. You know, I think that that's funny. Like, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, receivers know what's expected of them in the end zone uh, now. But um, I think it's funny that uh, so many people, uh, you know, you know, feel very strongly that that, that rule makes sense. You know, they got to go all the way to the ground. But on the other hand, the reason that rule exists is that catch by Calvin Johnson that was ruled incomplete. And um, a lot of people don't like that particular ruling <laughs> so uh it's funny that uh that ruling kind of rules uh or it stands in the nfl all right um so let's let's actually take a quick break um and then we will come back we're going to talk about the afc north uh right after this All right, so we covered the uh, NFC North um, in terms of uh, how we thought that, that they would do. I do want to mention really quickly, we're going to do a lot of fantasy stuff on this podcast. 
Um, but I I, I want to mention some 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 fantasy football stuff uh, about uh, you know regarding the NFC North. Um, so players that are likely to be drafted and where they're likely to be drafted. Uh, of course, we have Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams, who will both be, probably be uh, first-round picks. Aaron Jones might get drafted in the second round. Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Swift maybe in the third round. Uh, David Montgomery in the fourth. Adam Thielen, fourth or fifth. T.J. Hawkinson, Aaron Rodgers in the sixth. And then Darnell Moody, Mooney uh, for the Bears maybe in the seventh round. Um do you have any thoughts on fantasy before we move on to the AFC North? Oh, I thought so. Yeah, see, here's here's a sif surprise for you this for this particular episode, Mr. Professor. As you um so stole my valuable fantasy information from last season, which caused yeah. my team to do horrendous things. I am boycotting any fantasy advice in this episode. So you will have to take our listeners. You are not getting well, my wicked backdoor advice from me, sir. Well, um, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I also didn't have that great of a fantasy season. I did, uh, make the playoffs, but, uh, I, I'm not giving fantasy advice here. I'm just saying uh, these are the players that are fantasy relevant. I said good um, day, sir. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC North. Um, the AFC North is playing, of course, the NFC North, we know, and the AFC West. Um, so this should be an interesting uh, season for that. Those. I'm going to actually start with the Browns who um, of all these teams made it the farthest in the playoffs last year. Uh, what do you think the Browns are going to do? By all means, if you want to give your fantasy advice in this episode, you sure as heck can, but you would not trick me, sir. However, Cleveland um, was 11-5 and five last season, and it would be a really great way to replicate it, but I can guarantee you they will not finish 11-5 and five this season. There's absolutely no chance of that. Mainly because they're playing an extra game. So I, I think um, in the spirit of what Cleveland did last year, this team is um, hasn't even reached their potential yet. They've got a slightly more difficult schedule, but I see 10 as 7 a real possibility. All right. You and I agree. We have, I have 10 and 7 as well. Um, so what do you think uh, Vegas has the win total for the Cleveland Browns coming up this season? Let's see. They do have a couple tough opponents on their their board, but they are becoming a juggernaut themselves. I would say nine and a half. It is ten and a half. So oh. it's uh, a half game over what we both uh, projected. Their outside uh, games are Houston, Arizona, and New England. Um, I mean, we all think, and, and I think I find I think they find a way to win probably all three of those. Yeah, we all think Houston is going to be a mess, but, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Houston. Um, Arizona, I think they're going to be like a a mediocre team, not to spoil my uh, future predictions, but uh, New England, I don't think they're going to be dominating in any sense, although they are getting a lot of players back. We will talk about New England later um, in this uh, preview of of the season later on in an episode. Um, 
All right, so 10-7 and seven is what we both have them at. 10.5 is what Vegas is giving the over-under. Let's talk about the Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens, their teams outside of the NFC North and AFC West that they're playing are Indianapolis, Miami, and the L.A. Rams. What do you think about the Ravens this year? You know, the Ravens were 11-5 and five, just like the Browns last year. Um, Lamar's going to be the reason this team wins or loses. Um, Jim Harbaugh seems like he should be on the hot seat at this point. You know, it's not what have you done? It's what have you done for me lately? Uh, this team hasn't has kind of come say, up. Do you say Jim Harbaugh? I'm sorry, John Harbaugh. Thank you. <laughs> You're right. Well, Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat too, but that's a whole that's a whole different a whole different podcast as well. <laughs> but yeah, so. So I think uh, I think this team is you know not going to have a great season. They have the second toughest schedule in in terms of um, schedule strength, and they are definitely not going to be playoff bound. About six and eleven. Wow, I have the absolute inverse. I have them eleven and six, and I have them with the best division uh, record. So um, I you know. Indianapolis, Miami, uh, those two teams are still work uh, with Carson Wentz going down. We'll talk a lot about that later, obviously, when we talk about the AFC South. But um, Miami is still a work in progress in the middle of the season. I don't think uh, Miami is going to be a huge uh, challenge, but I do have them even losing that game. So I have them winning at Las Vegas, winning at Detroit, winning at Denver, winning at Indy, winning – uh, or versus Indy winning against the Chargers, the Cincinnati Bengals, and Minnesota, um, losing to even losing to Miami, but they're winning against Chicago, uh, winning against Cleveland. So I, I just I, I think they they can get enough wins to be a playoff contender. So I have them with the best record in the division, winning the division, but. Um, but yeah, we see these team, this teams, uh, totally differently. Okay. All right, let's move on. And uh, what does Vegas have to say about the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, sorry. Uh, what, 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 what do you think the uh, the Baltimore Ravens are? Well, players? I'm going to go closer to what I was guessing and go with six wins. So Vegas has them at eleven, over under oh. eleven wins. Well, I will bet the farm on the under. All right, that sounds like uh, sounds like you're in the right right spot there. All right, let's let's move on to the Bengals. Um, the Bengals are playing Jacksonville, who will be a very big surprise for everybody. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with that team? They are also playing the Jets and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are their three teams outside of the NFC North, the AFC West, and of course the the AFC North, which is their division. So uh, Jaguars, Jets, and Niners are the three teams uh, they're playing. Uh, what do you think uh, the Bengals are going to look like this year? Well, um, Joe Burrow coming off an ACL injury and um, head coach Zachary Taylor. Oh, we have a SIF surprise. All right. Do, do you know Zach Taylor? Yeah, it is about Zach Taylor, our 12th president of the United States. <laughs> and he did, am i stealing your thunder here no not at all so just to remind our sifters that zach taylor uh was one of the presidents that died while in office 
after serving approximately a year as the 12th president of the United States. However, Zach Taylor, the football coach of the Cincinnati Bengals has Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and they have, you know, sent this, he's been six and 25 and one since he's been um, the coach of the Bengals. Uh, Duke Tubin is kind of the director of player personnel. He's become the de facto GM there in Cincinnati. He's been with the team since 1999. Um, after, after Jamar Chase, this team spent six draft picks on offensive defensive linemen. This team is definitely building for the future, but about four and 12 is where I see them. I got, I got five and twelve. I'm sorry. Then it would be four and thirteen. My, my, <laughs> um, I did not add my wins up correctly, right? Or it, losses it, up correctly. It happens. However, so what do you think? I mean, we talked about this uh, after the draft, or maybe during the draft. Uh, do you think they should have taken Penny Sewell, uh, or do you think do you like the the Jamar Chase pick? Um, I think Jamar Chase was, you know, we discussed this back in the um, in the draft episode that I think maybe they brought him in to try to keep Joe Burrow comfortable, maybe take a few plays from that uh, from that LSU offense that those two ran so well together and, you know, start building an offense from there and, you know, slowly introducing an NFL pro offense to where these where this team has a chance to compete. All right. So, what do you think the Vegas has their win total at? We we both we will. Well, I said five and twelve. You said four and thirteen. What do you think the Vegas has them at? Well, I will say four and a half. Then it's six and a half. Wow. They you feel good about the under. Of, I do. They have a lot of confidence in the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Well, let's just go through their schedule real quick. We'll, we'll move on to the last team in a minute. But um, so they're 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 playing the Vikings. In week one at home, I have that as a loss. As do uh, I. They're at they're at Chicago. Um, I have that as a loss, but I feel like that really could go either way. They go uh, at Pittsburgh. I definitely have that as a loss. I don't think they're going to go early on in the season at Pittsburgh and win. But you know, that's my my prediction. And then I have them winning at Jacksonville or versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville traveling to Cincinnati. And I have them winning that game. And then they're losing to Green Bay, uh, losing at Detroit, which I guess is controversial uh, for sure. Um, they, they then go to at Baltimore, I feel like, is a loss. They play and and that's the- right where I'm at with you so far in this season, one in six, and John Harbaugh's probably fired. I'm sorry, that's Cincinnati. I'm getting Zach, ahead of myself. Zach Taylor, or, Zach Taylor will not be fired. Yeah. But yes, her twelfth president is fired by death. Um, winning at the Jets, and then um, they play Cleveland at home. I feel like Cleveland's a better team. They go on the road to Las Vegas. That's a tough one. Pittsburgh comes to Cincinnati. That's a tough one. Uh, I feel like they lose that one. Uh, in addition to the maybe either the Cleveland or the Las Vegas game, and then they go. Uh, they have the Chargers coming to town. The Chargers, I think, are going to be pretty good. Um, so I have them losing to the Chargers. I have them losing uh, to San Francisco. The Niners are coming to Cincinnati and beating them, I think. And then uh, at Denver, uh, that's a win. 
in my book. I think Denver's kind of a, still a little bit of a mess this whole season. Uh, Baltimore, I feel like, can beat them. Kansas City can beat them. And then, again, at Cleveland for the last game, I feel like uh, Cleveland will probably take care of business there. But, it, uh, you know, it may not. Cleveland might not need that game uh, for whatever position they're in. So that was their schedule. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, we're pretty much spot on with, I think our only big difference so far is we highly disagree on where Baltimore's going to end up. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Last team in this division to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, their games outside of the NFC North and AFC West are Buffalo, Seattle, and Tennessee. So what do you think the Steelers will do this year? So Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, you know, they're doing this for 15th season. They got a win percentage of 67%, two division titles, two Super Bowl appearances, and one Super Bowl victory. Uh, if Ben can, you know, stay healthy, you know, I think he's going to help win games. Um, I don't think he's going to play all 16. And with Pittsburgh having the most difficult schedule in the league, Mason Rudolph, I think his nose is going to be bright red in the month of December, and Pittsburgh is going to go 8-9. All right, that's close. We have, uh, I mean, I have them at nine and eight, so it's just one game off. What do you think Las Vegas has the over-under on for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? I would say eight and a half. You got it exactly right. It's eight and a half. Um, so somewhere between where we picked and, oh, and, here we And go. by the way, one last if surprise, that's one of the surprises. However, this if surprises, Ben Roethlisberger is exactly one day older than me, who was born on March 2nd, 1982. Now, here's a question that, that comes up a lot for me. Sometimes I feel like uh, athletes and actors and stuff are, are way older than me or way younger than me or whatever. Do you feel like, do you feel with Ben Roethlisberger that you had one one sense that he was younger than you or young, older than you? Well, that's what it really shocked me. And I just learned this when I was prepping notes for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that that's when his birthday was according to Wikipedia, of course, someone could have messed up that Wikipedia entry minutes before I looked at it. However, I'm going to take that internet writer at his word. And yeah, it, it seems like I, it seems like he was older than me, and you know Tom, but then you're like Tom Brady's only 44, and you start scratching your head, and it's like, well, you know, I'm in my late 30s, and you're in your early 40s, and it's yep. like it it just almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, Tom Brady's just a little bit older than me, and uh, and I, it happens all the time though. Like I, I, it's especially weird when I watch when I watch golf because a lot of the older golfers are still younger than me. <laughs> because I'll see, like, I'll be like, uh, oh, Louis A. Season, that guy's got to be older than me. And then I find out he's like 37 or 38. And I'm like, oh, he's actually younger than me. I, I don't know how that, that, with that, all that works out. Um, all right. Uh, so I did want to talk about fantasy uh, implications for this division. Um, the only first rounder, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
for this uh, AFC North division is running back Nick Chubb. He'll probably go in the top seven picks uh, or maybe in the top ten for sure. Um, and then we get into speculation here. Uh, second round, um, Najee Harris will probably go in a lot of drafts in the second round. He is a rookie. Uh, Pittsburgh's probably going to feature him a lot. And then we have Joe Mixon from Cincinnati, who's uh, nobody loves picking Joe Mixon, um, but uh, he is a workhorse back if he gets uh, healthy and he's the number one back in Cincinnati. And then we get into uh, this This uh, AFC North uh, does not have a lot of fantasy stars because we get down to this, and Deontay Johnson's probably like a fourth round pick at best. Lamar Jackson's probably going to go fifth, sixth, something like that. J.K. Dobbins running back for uh, Baltimore is probably going to go fifth or sixth at best. And then we have Jamar Chase, a rookie. T. Higgins in his second year in Cincinnati. Uh, Odell Beckham, people are going to be afraid to draft. Um, He's probably going to go late, uh, sixth, seventh round or something like that. we got Mark Andrews. We're starting to get into, like, tight end territory. Chase Claypool got injured in the Hall of Fame game, so – he might be falling down. Juju Smith-Schuster, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned him yet, but he's going to fall down the, the draft boards. Um, and then we have Kareem Hunt, who's uh, the backup in Cleveland. And we have Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, and Hollywood Brown. Those guys aren't going to go till the ninth or 10th rounds, if not later. So uh, not a lot of fantasy implications, honestly, for this, uh, for this particular division. Nick Chubb and then Najee Harris are probably the most exciting uh, two players. Uh, do you have any thoughts fantasy wise? Yeah, yes, Professor. I think you should um, draft the best kicker in the game in the seventh round in Justin Tucker. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he actually I, I would I would go sixth or fifth round uh, for everybody out there who's who's uh, looking to draft a kicker. Definitely go very early on a kicker. Uh, and Justin Tucker is the best, so why not draft him at the sixth round? Uh, seventh is is late. You're gonna you're you know gonna ju- just in case just in case someone's gonna pick him over the guy that's gonna score one point less for the entire season. <laughs> Ten rounds later, just in case uh, you didn't realize we were being sarcastic, um, you should never draft a kicker uh, before the like the fifteenth round, um, if at all. Uh, all right. So, any thoughts on the uh, NFC North or AFC North that we haven't already talked about? No, I think it's uh, we kind of covered it pretty good. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now and kind of give a little bit of a spoil. Victor goes to spoil. I do not think the Super Bowl champion will be coming from one of these divisions. Wow. All right. So you have you're basically saying the Packers, the Browns. And the Ravens are not going to make the Super Bowl. Or well, I, I think the Ravens are going six and eleven, so they're definitely not making the Super Bowl. Well, they're and over under in Vegas is eleven, so I think you're, yeah, you, you know, you could be right. But I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. I could be Nostradamus of football predictions, or I could just be some crazy guy on a microphone. <laughs> All right, so um, let's just review because I feel like we've covered a lot. Uh, we talked about the NFC North, um, and uh, I said they they would be twelve and five. I think you said twelve and five also. Yes. 
We talked about the Vikings. I said they would be seven and ten. What did you say for the Vikings? Nine and eight. All right, you like the Vikings a little bit more. Bears, I had them at three and fourteen. I think you like the Bears a little bit more. Eight and nine on the Bears for the season. And that was close to their over under at seven and five in in Vegas and seven and a half. Sorry. Um, and then uh, the Lions, uh, I had them at five and twelve. I think you had them at five and twelve as well. Yes. And their over under was four and a half. So we both feel pretty good about the under on that one. We talked about the AFC North teams, Browns. I had them going ten and seven. As did, what did I. You? Yeah, and then uh, ten and a half was their over under. Ravens, you had them at six and eleven. Yes, I had them at the mirror eleven and six. Their over under is eleven in in Vegas, and then the Bengals, I had them at five and twelve. You had them at four and thirteen. Yes. And they're over under in Vegas is six and a half. We probably both like the under on that one. And then the Steelers, um, uh, eight and a half was their their over under in Vegas, and I I had them at nine and eight. You had them at eight and nine. Eight nine, yes. Yeah. So we're right on the bubble there. I don't think either of us would put any money croutons, Chronos, uh, any uh, any volume or. Uh, standard of uh, currency on on the Steelers one way or the other. That would be a tough one to pick on. Uh, All right, anything else before we wrap up our first uh, season preview uh, of the fantasy football or the the NFL season and the fantasy football season? No, I think it's been a really good episode. All right, we will uh, next week. I don't have the divisions picked out. I'm I'm thinking we're going to go south. So it'll be NFC South, AFC South, uh, but I don't have that picked out yet. So um, should we? Um, we should probably hold the South to the end because of the rightfully so Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be fair, and also obviously there's a big injury, a couple of big injuries in in uh, Indianapolis. So uh, maybe we could. So what would you like the East? Sure, we'll go east. All right, there you have it. The first of our preview of the NFL divisions for the 2021 NFL season is uh, up, up, and uh, we will be talking NFC East and AFC East next week, so stay tuned for that. I hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you then.